Welcome to the 12th House Podcast. I'm Michelle Pellison-Lipsitz, your co-host and the head witch in charge here at Holisticism. And I am delighted to be bringing you a special episode this week. And it's not just special because I am sitting in a 14th century chapel that's been converted to an Airbnb with roosters crowing in the background. Although that is definitely special. It's special because it's a little bit different than what we normally do at the 12th house. If you've been listening to the 12th house podcast for a while, we've had this podcast for almost two years, which is insane. It feels like a lot longer and also a lot shorter. And we are so grateful for how many people listen and love it. And like, it's so cool. (laughs) Pro tip, just start the podcast. Just start it. If you are thinking about it, just start it. I thought about this this podcast for two years and I didn't have the balls to start it. I didn't overy up and start it myself. And then I asked Wallace for help and she is our incredible producer who makes it. You obviously know Wallace, but normally on the 12th house, we talk about intuitive business stuff. You know, we pull the curtain back on the parts of business and self-actualization and spirituality and, you know, being a person. <laughs> light stuff that that isn't always talked about and isn't always said. And we try to bring that to you with intellectual, pragmatic, practical perspective, as well as an intuitive, magical, mystical, mm, gorgeous perspective. There's a rooster. Don't know if you heard it. And, 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 and you guys love that stuff. Thank you so much. So happy that you do. And we've gotten a lot of requests for episodes that are a little bit more personal for more what we call inside voice at holisticism, the behind the scenes stuff that's going on in the business. And that's also going on for us personally. And if you want to hear a little bit more about sort of like our dynamic, I would definitely check out the good for you podcast. But if you're craving more there, more like how the actual how of how things get done, we're going to start putting up a couple episodes, maybe, you know, a couple a month and they will be subscription. So they'll drop into this feed. You can subscribe to them for a really affordable rate. And that way you get access to these special inside voice episodes. That'll be around something that doesn't get to everyone that isn't for everyone's ears and by subscribing you're supporting us and you're supporting the podcast and you also get some really juicy content that not everyone else gets access to if you know us at holisticism we tend to <laughs> say we're going to do something and then over deliver <laughs> to our own detriment so i'm really excited we've been thinking about this for a really long time and and this is just the beginning so in this episode i wanted to give you a little sneak peek of what this subscription, extra subscription is going to look like. You can subscribe on Spotify and get access to all the bonus episodes. But this in particular, I've been getting tons of questions about, and I really want to demystify it. And that really is our goal of these BTS inside voice episodes is to demystify and like truly lay out step-by-step how to do something, which I think we do a lot on the podcast anyways. But often I'm telling you the what, right? Explaining a concept and not exactly going into exactly how, sometimes because it can be a little bit boring, not boring, but you get what I'm saying, you know, sometimes you need to wrap your head around the what (laughs) and then you can be like, okay, and now that I'm comfortable with that, I can tackle how I'm going to do this thing. But a lot of times you're just ready to tackle the how, you know? So I want to talk to you about this trip that we are on. We decided as a team that we wanted to go to Italy and I've gotten so many questions. Well, first I've got had so many wonderful people say, you guys deserve it. Go enjoy your vacation, go have fun, which has been awesome. But also I've gotten tons of questions of how did you do that? (laughs) 
And I think if it were me, I would also be like, how the fuck did you do that? (laughs) So I want to talk a little bit about the how and the why and how you can do it too if it's something that you want. Not go to Italy, although you can totally go to Italy. In fact, I'll share our entire itinerary with you. But really like how you can, I think more than anything, get inspired by something that you see that's non-traditional and unconventional in business something that lights you up both from a business perspective and from a person personhood perspective and then make it happen it's not as expensive as you think it's not as crazy out there as as one would think and i think that's kind of the point of running an intuitive business right is that you don't have to do things the way that everyone else is doing them i took a lot of inspiration for this experience from giant corporations that go on offsites and that treat their teams to vacations or and paid experiences. So I'm going to get into it. First and foremost, we deeply believe in holisticism in extended mind theory, in the fact that work is non-linear and we have non-linear brains and that work, quote unquote, is also our sacred work. And part of our sacred work, capital S, capital W, is to like self-actualize, to become the highest versions of ourselves, the biggest versions of ourselves, the most dynamic, suck the marrow out of life versions of ourselves, right? And I don't think that that can be accomplished when you're sitting behind a desk from nine to five for your entire life. Maybe it can, but it can't for me. <laughs> and I, I think for our small team, we have a we have a, a set of travelers. <laughs> we all are nonlinear thinkers. We all have ADHD and we like being out in the world and we really get a lot of inspiration from being around each other, being with new people and being in new places. So that is something that's really important to us. What's also really important to us is the opportunity to have remote work, being able to work from home, being able to go travel and visit people and work from wherever we end up and also sort of go on a working vacation. So over the last two years that Janelle and Wallace have worked at Holisticism. They've been remote and also in person. We all live in LA, but during various times we've all traveled and not seen each other for a while. And that's really valuable and important to all of us. We also have an office that we work out of and that we love called Second Home so that we're able to touch base and see each other and and work together because it's also really important. I noticed that if we go for too long without seeing each other, our quality of work diminishes. But if we are going into the office every day, our quality of work also diminishes. So that's a really hard balance for me to find as the owner and operator of this business is offering people freedom and encouragement and also just knowing that there are some things that are going to be better when we can be together and like you know it's really scary for an employee or someone you work with who's important for your business to say hey I'm going to go work remotely for three months you're like okay make sure you come back (laughs) please do the work but I'm so lucky that I work with amazing people and we all really trust each other to make sure that like, and care about each other to make sure that our stuff gets done. To recap, traveling is really important to all of us and our personhood. Remote work is also really important. And we've noticed that when we added something called offsites into our process over the past year, it really, it really helped us sort of come back to center. So every quarter, which I take the team on an offsite, and that's not usually that far away. We go to the desert, we go to Topanga Canyon sometimes, we go to just a place, right? A place that we're all in the same place for a while. We usually spend the night or a night or two there. 
And all that we're doing is deep work on basically the next quarter. So what is it that we want to do? What do we want to accomplish? And what's exciting us? And those are really, really productive moments for us. They're also so fun because we get to just hang out and talk to each other and, you know, drink can euphorics and <laughs> chill, eat pizza. But they're also like a lot of work. And they tend to be not expensive, but they can be pretty expensive. I usually book an Airbnb. I try to have some sort of experience that we all do together. And um, and we're not in the office for a couple of days. So while, even though we're working, we're also out of office and that's a cost to the business. But to me, it is valuable and it is well worth the cost. So we already do these sort of offsite experiences. We're used to extended mind theory. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that rooster, but it is cracking me up. We're used to offsite work. We're used to remote work. We know that it works really well for our team. So I felt like, okay, we've done this so far. It's been really fun. And we know that this formula works really well for us. And I don't necessarily always want to do these really intensive deep work offsites every time we do an offsite. I also really want to reward my incredible coworkers with time off and with pleasure and with nourishment. And we try to do that by going out together and with little gifts and stuff like that and little experiences. But I really felt like I wanted to give them something more substantial than that. So we already do these offsites and I've sort of added that into my budget every quarter as a business owner. Why have I added that into my budget? Because I know that when we spend time together and we trust each other and we are inspired, our work is exponentially more valuable. If I don't take an offsite, then I know that there's probably, there's a higher likelihood that we will make less money because we'll be less inspired. And so we will come up with, with fewer ideas and opportunities and creative ways to market ourselves. So for me, it, it's like a no-brainer to, to pay for an offsite, even though it is expensive. It's like a lump sum expense, right? And another thing that was a reason for this trip is that I wanted to take a month off in the business. I was really inspired by a company that runs Basecamp, which is a software for basically like, like running your business from the inside. It's like project management software. And they take every July off. Every employee gets the month of July off to just chill. And at least they used to. And I just thought that was such a cool idea. I was also really inspired by Cal Newport, digital minimalism and deep work. And this idea that, yeah, taking time off, especially an extended period of time can be really, really valuable. I mean, they do it in Europe. It's not like the craziest thing in the world. It's just something that the U.S. doesn't do. So probably last fall, I asked the team, and there were four of us at the time, if they would rather in the 2022 year, when we were doing our 2022 planning, if they would rather take a full month off, so the entire month of like August or July, or if they would rather take sort of four weeks throughout the year. And everyone, I was so surprised, said they'd rather take four weeks sort of intermingled throughout the year. So he's like, okay, I bet. Interesting. That is cool. And I wasn't expecting that, but great. And then I floated the idea of 
If we take the week of Thanksgiving off, if we take the week of Christmas and New Year's off, that's two weeks. What if we took another week, two weeks to go to Europe or to go somewhere together where we'd be together for a week, sort of like doing our own thing. And then we would have another week totally off doing whatever you wanted to do. And everyone was really excited by that and inspired by it. So that made sense for us. I still think that taking an entire month is like a very baller thing to do in your business. And I really like the idea, especially if you have a bigger team of just giving people free reign to do whatever they want. You know, I think that that could be really a breath of fresh air and you can absolutely prepare for that in your business. I know it sounds a little bit nuts, but if you if you start a year in advance or you start six months in advance and you know, okay, we're going to be out for all of July, then great. You don't schedule any promotions during July. You don't schedule anything that you're going to be needed for. You batch your content. It's only four weeks. It's not that much, right? Really in the grand scheme of things, you can absolutely figure out how to make that work. So I wanted to take that month off either together or and sort of different sums over the year because I also wanted to help prevent burnout. We have an, an unlimited, ooh, we have an unlimited vacation policy at Holisticism, which means that there are no vacation days. There are paid sick days, but there are no vacation days. So you can go on vacation whenever you want. <laughs> and I've worked at startups where taking your unlimited vacation days was looked at as a no-no. And I really didn't want that to happen because I loved the opportunity to have unlimited vacation days. So I really wanted to encourage people to take vacation. And I thought a really good way to do that would be partially to build it in and to make it less, I don't know, to make it like something that didn't feel stressful because I think it. <laughs> this sounds crazy because of capitalism, but I think it can be a little stressful to go on a vacation sometimes, you know? to know that like you're not going to be doing your work and people might be mad at you and you're missing things. And it's almost like, I'd rather just work through the vacay because it makes my life a little bit easier if I check in with emails or I check in with the community or whatever it is and to each their own. But I didn't want people to feel like they had to do that. If that's something that you like, if that's good for your anxiety, if that is how you work and you enjoy it, then more power to you. But I just didn't want people to feel like they could never take time to breathe. And I know that also comes from the top. And so I wanted to show them like I'm, I'm chilling too. And then finally, I think the most important, the most important reason to do something like this is for morale and for a collective goal to work towards. I've noticed, and that's really actually surprised me. I noticed that during times where things felt really hard or sticky or weren't going the way that we thought they were going to go. It was really nice to be like, oh, you know, only a couple more, couple more months till we go to Italy together. And I think that's one of the like most beautiful things about vacation <laughs> is that it's, it's the anticipation of it. Sometimes it's not even like the actual trip. that's so relaxing or so fun. Although this has been both. It's the, okay freedom is near. <laughs> and and that was really cool also to have this collective goal to work towards knowing that of course like the what we make, you know, we're a small company. So what we make goes directly pretty much to the health of the business and to the people that work in the business. 
and to our community. A lot of what we do gets poured right back into our community. But to know that, okay, if we hit this sales goal, then that means that we can do X, Y, Z thing on the trip was a really nice sort of marker to have. It, it's, I don't know, it's, it's like that tangible situation. Plus, who doesn't love working towards a goal and who doesn't love working towards a reward? <laughs> I know I definitely do. I'm very, I'm very motivated by rewards and food. So with that, we decided that we we're going to go on this trip and everyone was really excited. And then if you're like me, you're the decision maker and it's up to you to, to figure out how, how to make that happen. So there are a couple of things I did. First, I got the mindset for myself that it's more expensive to burn out than it is to go on a vacation. It is way more expensive for me to burn out or for anyone from my team to burn out and quit or leave or need to take six months off than it is to take two weeks to just chill. Way more expensive. So if I had any money anxiety come up, which is something that I try not to have, or at least I try to see when it, when, notice it when it comes up, I'm always going to have a sense of responsibility as a business owner to make sure that like everything's going okay and that we have money in the bank for emergencies and stuff like that. But it can be harder for a lot of small business owners or entrepreneurs or bootstrappers to spend money because they're so used to not spending money. So to sort of justify or rationalize that it's way more expensive to have people burn out down the road than it is to just take this time off really helped me keep things in perspective. And also like it's less expensive for me to burn out <laughs> and I don't want to burn out and I don't want any of my, my friends and my coworkers to burn out. Then I talked to my accountant just to see, okay, I already know that I've got X amount of money put aside for offsites, but what makes sense here in terms of like write-offs and what am I going to be able to write off if anything? I just wanted to kind of be realistic about what the expenses were going to look like. And just as a reminder, write-offs don't mean that you're getting something for free. It means a write-off, a tax write-off just means that you're not going to get taxed. For, you're basically that sum. So let's say it costs a thousand dollars to book a hotel, to, to pay for dinner. Okay. So food and beverage for 2022 and 2021 is 100% written off because of COVID-19. So for any expenses that you have with food, bev, and entertainment, you can write those off. Okay, great. So I can deduct $1,000 from my end revenue, and that is what I will end up getting taxed on. So let's say I make $100,000. Okay, I deduct $1,000. That means I'm getting taxed on $99,000 in my business. It does not mean I get it for free. <laughs> and I think we can get a little loosey-goosey with write-offs because we're like, oh, I'm not paying for this thing. Yes, you are. You're paying for it. You're just paying for it in a different way. So I knew that write-off things like food and beverage and entertainment were considered write-offs and were 100% written off for this year. So this is a great time to go on a vacation like this or to go on a trip like this. It's less vacation, more off-site team bonding situation. And that totally made sense to me. The next thing is that we set some sales goals. I set some sales goals for myself as to what I would feel comfortable with and also set some sales goals for the team. 
as to what we sort of needed to target in order to make this trip happen. And it wasn't that we were going to cancel the trip if we didn't make those plans. It just was, okay, this is what we need to do in order to have a healthy business. And if we don't hit these goals in the first half of the year, then we're going to have to work harder in the second half of the year. There you go. (laughs) It's pretty simple because, you know, you got to pay for it. And then I figured out, okay, looking at my budget, looking at what is it it, that we want to do, where might we want to go? And what made sense for us was, was Europe and Italy in particular. First off, Europe or any trip that you plan in advance, the airfare is always going to be more affordable if you can get it in advance. And I'm going to talk about how to make airfare more affordable in a second, but Airbnbs, hotels, all that stuff, also going to be more affordable if you can book them in advance. So the first thing I actually did was I looked for places to stay. And my travel hack that I learned from my dad, <laughs> Greg Falzon, go listen to this episode if you haven't already, is that almost always when you're traveling with a group of people, for example, a family or a couple families or a team family, it's almost always going to be more affordable to rent a home than it is to book hotel rooms. And I'm not talking about like the most fancy VRBO homes. And that's definitely like gotten more popular booking Airbnbs and and VRBO, obviously. But like, it's not that expensive a lot of the time, especially in Europe, to rent a place like a villa as opposed to staying in a hotel. If a hotel is, you know, $150 to $300 a night plus taxes for each person, that adds up that really adds up over time versus a villa that you can get for maybe a thousand bucks for a week that you're splitting amongst, I don't know, six or seven people, so much more affordable per person. Um, so that really made sense to me. And when I looked around, there were a ton of places in Tuscany and Umbria and Puglia and I also wanted to have a central location where we could kind of hang and do our work if we wanted to. We could have Wi-Fi, where we could do laundry, where we could cook dinner together, where we could just chill, but where we could also go on sort of like excursions, like field trips, you know, day trips, go to little towns, go to big towns, take trains, stuff like that. So I ended up finding a place in Umbria that was amazing. (laughs) really insane. And I also, it was important to me to be able to offer people to bring plus ones if they wanted. So I wanted people to be able to bring a friend or a partner along for the ride because I, I want to encourage that. I want to get to know the friends and partners of the people that I work with. And I also know that for like, Yeah, I offered, you know, I paid for airfare for everyone coming here and back. And this was actually kind of inspired by when I used to tour (laughs) as a dancer. Um, I'm getting distracted by the roosters that are crowing so loud. It's like offensive, but also hilarious. So when I was touring, one of the things that I loved was that when we would go on tour, they would tell us where we were going and when we were leaving or when we needed to be back by. And I could book my airfare anywhere in Europe or anywhere near I was going, where I was going, as early as I wanted. And then I could book it out wherever I wanted. So let's say we were doing a tour to Paris. But I wanted to go to Amsterdam first. I could just let them know, let the company know, I'm going to fly into Amsterdam. 
two days before everyone else flies into Paris. And they'd be like, that sounds good. And then maybe I wanted to go to Istanbul afterwards. And I'd say, can you book my airfare out back to New York from Istanbul a week after, you know, on this date? And they'd be like, sure. Because it's it's like six of one half dozen of another most of the time. It's no, it's usually not like so crazy expensive to book to different cities, especially once you're in around the same place. And what I loved about that was that it gave me a lot of freedom to go do things I wanted to do, to have a really fun time, to like scratch my own travel itch and to like meet up with my friends. And a lot of the time I could also bring a plus one or be a plus one when I had friends who went on tour or partners that went on tour. And I noticed that that made such a big difference in the quality of life of the people who were on tour and of just like team bonding and team building as a company. So I wanted to be able to do that, offer people, you know, to bring a plus one if they wanted to, their plus one could come on our excursions if they wanted to as well. And I would happily, you know, pay for those things. If we're thinking about everyone on the team, four people bringing a plus one, that's eight people. Then we have to make sure that there's enough space for eight people. We didn't end up having eight people come with us, but that was something that I was thinking about when I was booking this six months ago, longer than that. (laughs) So I found something that made sense for my budget that felt comfortable for me that met all of the criteria that was important to me, which was being able to allow people to bring plus ones or invite people to bring plus ones, being able to have a home base, being able to travel all around and really like the place that we're in, have it be beautiful and feel comfortable. That was important for me too. And finally, how do we actually pay for it? Well, I booked a lot of this trip on credit card points. I'm going to tell you that. I feel so stupid because (laughs) so, so juvenile that I didn't figure out how to make points work for me until, I don't know, like the last couple years of my life. Uh, Maybe you can relate, but I was definitely burned by credit cards in my 20s. Here's my little background and story. I graduated from college with a debit card and my parents were like, go set up a savings account in I had a, I had a debit card and a bank account in California and they're like you need to go set up a, ca- a New York account because you're gonna be living there so I set up a checking account and a savings account and that was it they did not recommend that I get a credit card and I'd never had a credit card so I didn't have any credit I also had a really shitty job <laughs> they're like hmm, I don't know if we like want to give you carte blanche so I I just didn't really get a credit card until I moved to California when I was 26, 25, 26. And I was like, this is amazing. I know that I need to pay these things off eventually, but like, this is great. I can, moving across country is really expensive. So I was like, I can pay for my move. I can get a Tempur-Pedic mattress. I can do, you know, I can, I can pay for things. This is awesome. And of course I really quickly racked up credit card debt, not buying stupid stuff, just buying, you know, things that I needed. And it was really, really hard for me to get out of. Thank God eventually got out of it in a couple of years ago, but it really scared me off that whole experience from credit cards because I just felt like, oh, they're evil. <laughs> And I didn't even think about the points situation, especially because I wasn't really putting enough on my credit cards to earn points. I was just holding and carrying the debt. And that was that increasing over time because of interest. 
So fast forward to present day, Michelle, <laughs> after doing a lot of shadow work on money, and I decided that I really wanted to wrap my head around using points because everyone I knew who was really wealthy always was you know, bragging about how they use points or they use miles or they use X, Y, Z in order to pay for this thing. It's like, mm, okay, interesting. I want to learn how to do that. So I got an American Express for the business up until... 2019, I'd only had a debit card for holisticism. So everything that I was paying for, I was paying out of our debit account. And I got a credit card because I felt pretty confident, very confident that I could pay it off in full every single month. And I started to transition all of our expenses over to the credit card, everything that I possibly could. There was also some sort of bonus if I spent X amount of dollars on the credit card in the first three months and I would get a bunch of points or something like that or a cash back bonus, something so, something to that extent. So I was like, okay, cool. I, lo I love the game. And that got me more comfortable, probably the point, probably Amex's point, that got me more comfortable using the credit card and, and really like incentivized me to move as many things as I could over to the credit card. So all of our recurring subscriptions, any anyone who I can pay, like if I have a contractor, I always pay them on the American Express card if I can. And if I can't, I ask if I can get an invoice so I can pay via credit card because over time, I basically can rack up three to five X points on how much money I spent. So if I spend $10, I can earn 50 points. That, those 50 points can either be used as money, dollars, that get spent maybe on like, I don't know, I can use points to pay for Amazon stuff. So if I order supplies, I can pay for the supplies using points. So I basically am getting them quote unquote for free, right? But I also can get points for things like airfare, for hotels, for a lot, a lot of stuff that makes a really big difference when it comes to, let's say, travel. So a few of these flights I was able to pay for completely with points just based on the expenses that we already incurred in the business, not extra expenses, but things that were I already would have to pay for because I started planning in advance and was sort of saving towards that, I was able to get a bunch of the airfare covered, which was awesome. And I was able to use points to pay for certain parts of the trip. And that helped me so much. I think even transitioning and switching my brain over to the idea of using miles and points and making sure that my expenses were on my American Express or whatever credit card that you decide to use. Um, that really helped me because as I was spending money in the business, it helped with my fear of spending money because <laughs> I was like, yes, this is important. Number one, this is important. I need this thing and it's an investment. Number two, not only, not only is it an investment, it's earning me some sort of capital, right? It's earning me money that I get to use in the future. It's, it's earning me a reward. And I know exactly what that reward is going to be. It's not just, just like sort of thing floating above my head, right? Of like, mm, maybe eventually I'll be able to use these points on something. There is some, a very tangible reward sort of dangled in front of me. And that made a really big dent in paying for a lot of this trip. So 
that made it a lot more affordable and it made it a lot less scary. And then financing the trip over time also made it a lot easier too. You know, we use payment plans at Holisticism, we use sliding scale at Holisticism and American Express has this great option where you can pay for a lump sum like over time, as opposed to paying it in full. I try to pay all of my bills in full as often as possible, but sometimes it's nice to be able to, to like sort of extend that over a period of time without paying extra interest or an extra fee. So this is not an American Express, you know, commercial, but I will say I've had such a great experience working with them and I have a platinum card, which means that I have, I don't know, I guess it's like concierge, but if literally anything goes wrong and oh my God, things go wrong all the time, especially with travel. I can just call them and they always fix it for me. And I don't have to sit on the phone with the airlines. I don't have to do anything. I just have to call them and be like, hey, can you fix this? And they do it. It's amazing. So that made a big difference. And this trip that, you know, probably looked more expensive from the outside than it actually was ended up being really affordable and really important for us as a team for bonding, for connecting, but also I think just like for the humanness of it, my goal, whenever I hire someone, I ask them, what is it that you want to do next? Like you're, I know you're not going to be at this company forever. I'm not going to be at this company forever. So what is it that you want to do? What do you want to learn? Like, how do you want to grow as a person and how can I set you up so that you can do that? And I think about that a lot of like part of my job is is to give people the opportunities to grow and to do cool shit that they probably wouldn't be able to do on their own. And I feel like this is one of those opportunities. So it was fun for me to be able to offer that to people and, and to be able to participate obviously in it too. And And it was a good experiment. And there's also some things that I would do differently next time. But I'm really glad that we did it. I'm really glad that we were able to make it happen. It was cool to be able to prove to ourselves that we could do it and for it to be relatively easy. And I hope that it inspires more people to take time off or to build in more time, time off or time together, either your contractors or your team, your full-time or part-time team. Or even maybe just like a group of business owners that you love working with who are, I don't know, like in the North Node with you or in your community who you don't all do the same thing, but you're sort of contemporaries. I think that would be so cool to do a sort of exploratory trip like this together. And this trip is team bonding. It's research. We did a ton of research while we were here. We, we did make some content, although we tried to be as off as possible. So technically we're working, so you can talk to your accountant and figure out how much you can write off. But those were things that we were able to sort of check off off our lists. And while I wanted very badly to not work on this trip, and I kept kind of saying that, what ended up happening is that we recorded a podcast, we did some work, and it actually felt really good to record and and to talk about a little bit of work stuff, but not too much work stuff. So that was interesting to me. It was different than I thought it was going to be, but very good nonetheless. So what's the over-under on Italy? Would I do it again? Absolutely. Would I do some things differently? Yeah, for sure. But I think overall it was a great success. And what I'm thinking about next and what is next for us is checking in with the team and seeing how they felt about it. And also thinking about our next offsite. I am 
I'm almost in my third trimester. <laughs> I'm pregnant. So I will be on maternity leave starting in November and I'm going to be off for a little bit of time. I feel like maternity leave is like a not really what you would say. I'm going to be working on a baby for a little while and it definitely won't be a leave and it won't be a vacation. Uh, but I'm thinking about, okay, what do I need to do for my team to make sure that they're in a really good position before that happens? So are we going to do another offsite? Are we going to do maybe a day long sort of like deep work retreat at second home or office? I'm not quite sure, but I want to try and plan something before that happens. And then I'll probably plan another offsite retreat experience for when I come back from maternity work and who knows where that will be and what that will look like, but it'll probably look like a reintegration for me and a refocusing of the business just because I expect that that's naturally going to happen as I'm gone and, and as we have this new person and as my priorities change and perhaps the priorities of the team change too. That's a little sneak peek of our BTS behind the scenes inside voice episodes of the pod. If you want to listen to the rest of this podcast, you can subscribe on Spotify and you'll get the full episode unlocked in addition to the new episodes that come up. They'll just come up automatically on your feed and you'll be able to listen to them. And I think the next thing that we're going to talk about in terms of specials in inside voice is going to be my little spirit baby and pregnancy and parental leave, maternity leave, maternity work, whatever you want to call it and navigating that as a business owner. And also my like really mixed feelings about motherhood and, and having a baby because I am not, and was not the person who was like, Oh, I'm so craving having a child. And I'm so excited to meet this person. So I know that a lot of you probably feel the same way. I know that a lot of you do feel the same way because you've told me, <laughs> hundreds of you have told me that you're not sure if you want to have a kid, but you think you do, but you don't really like kids that much, but you think you want to do it. And you're also kind of scared and you don't know when to do it and you're in your own business and you don't know how things are going to change. And I get that. <laughs> so that will be what the next sort of convo is on and more to come, more inside ways to come. We so appreciate you supporting the podcast. We love making it for you and it is really a labor of love. So if you like this episode, if then definitely subscribe. And if you like the 12th house and you want more, please, 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 please leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify podcasts. It makes a really big difference for us getting found by other people. Or if you just love this, you've already given us reviews and you've already subscribed. If you want to share it on your Instagram stories and tag us, I will totally repost you. And that actually really helps so many people find us because a friend has shared the podcast. So thank you. All right. I think that that's all that I have for you. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I will see you on the internet. Bye.